Listen, I have an idea. An idea. An idea. Whatever today has given you Five eleven headaches still call it Thanksgiving True Welcome to another edition of the Super Duper Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Riggs, here with the super producer, Ez McMahon. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, Rob? How you doing, man? Good, man. The bullies did it, man. They the one that played, they, brother. They won one. They won one. <laughs> thank you for checking Let's out. all slow down. Oh, yeah. That's I'll pump the brakes. No championship just yet. Uh, thank you for checking out the Super Duper Pod. We do not take your listens lightly. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Super Duper Pod, S-U-P-A. D P A P O D and online at, at HP 50. I almost said superduper.com at HP 53 productions.com for our mer her 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 herch. Get you uh, a, a mug. You don't need a hoodie now. It's a little warmer outside in Chicago, 70, 70, 80 degrees. Get your nice young t shirt with your favorite podcast. Uh, also, you know, Southside DNA. What's up, the West Side? Southside DNA uh, t shirt if you like. And you take out additional content such as the Father Good podcast with Kenny Stevenson and Marshall Gibbons and our own Ed McMahon with the Easy Smoke and GM podcast. What you guys talk about this week? Uh, well, we haven't talked yet, but uh, uh, when when you talk, people, when we talk, PTO, PTO. we're gonna, gonna talk a little Bulls basketball. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see once once we uh, once we talk, we'll know if they're in the playoffs or not. So. No, oh, uh, We'll see how that goes with playing game, man. Hey, they came back nineteen down, and uh, Zach Levine did what Zach can do at times, and he took hey, over man. that game. And, and these hey, kids paid enough. He does. He does. So, hey, man, not, he does that. Man. That super max is uh, uh, it was worth it for tonight. Put it like that. Yeah, you know, we and I watched the Lakers game, texting some guys, shots to my to the inappropriate colleagues, Williams College crew. We were texting some of those guys live in New York. That game was going late. And so, you know, it went to overtime. I said to the test, like, I'm out. Like, clearly the Lakers are going – nobody wants to win. I think the Lakers are going to win. I'm going to bed. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> let's say the last seven minutes. Yeah. The worst basketball Plus the overtime life. was some of the worst basketball worst I've ever basketball seen in my I mean, life. it's just like – what, and I mean, last LeBron in, included. That's y'all king. This Is this is your, this, this this your king? king? And, it, <laughs> and the, the pundits out there – Still are talking about the Lake. The Lakers got a shot. It's like they the, the, the Lakers I, I think, are. I think the Lakers. The, the Lakers can do this. No, Man, Memphis might beat. There Memphis is no the way. From yeah. from what I saw played in that in that game against Minnesota last night, there is no way the Lakers can hang with any team in uh, one through six in the uh, in the Western Conference. I, I can't see it. Because real spill, if Gobert plays and Jaden McDaniels busts his hand, Minnesota wins that game. Probably so. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You, you, and it was just still so. weird that they suspended him. Why not just find him? I don't. I, I mean, well, you can't. You can't be going. I'm, I, I'm with you. It's the, 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 the principle of it all. I, I'm with you. But still, and they, so. and they, like I said, and they knew. Hey, all right. They like. They like it. Well, they well, not, not like even him. that. Not even that. The uh, the the T Wolves knew. Okay, we got two two chances here. So we let them let them off the hook against the Lakers. We can we can we can beat the winner of OKC and and uh in New Orleans is, uh, on Friday night. Listen, the sports is your thing, but they don't like him, bro. Ja was waving guns 
they welcomed him back with open arms, gave him hugs and everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he 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 pushed my man his shoulder. Get out of here, man. We need this game and beat it. Just can't stand you, Frenchie. He wasn't well liked. He wasn't he wasn't well liked in Utah either. Hey man, that's must it's gotta be you. Remember, he uh he's gonna go down as the uh as the first person to uh pass around COVID. Pass around COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Shout out to Frenchie. What's up, Frenchie? <laughs> Money talks on the best movies ever made. So make sure you check out this and more sports content on the Easy Smoking GM podcast and also the Father Good Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. So as me and you today, man, just want to run through a few things. So uh the movie Air, right? You've heard, we've heard about that. Everybody's seen those 80s commercials uh with Ben Affleck and Mac Damon from their production company. And then we forgot about it. You know why? Because it came out the same doggone weekend as Super Mario Brothers. Who who messed that up, man? You know what I'm saying? You, you couldn't wait a weekend, could do it a little earlier. What, dude? I heard a whole podcast on the Bill Simmons podcast. Shout out to Bill Simmons, Father. And they had a whole like hour and a half like interview with Bill. Like they never do this stuff, right? I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna see this movie. And then Aiden went, Dad, Super Mario is coming out next week. We gotta go. Completely forgot about air. Everybody, I'm going to see Mario Super Mario again if I can. And I was like, wait a minute. Did anybody go see air this <laughs> this weekend? So as I know you had a comment about the movie. I mean. Um, no, 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 I'm gonna comment about the opening weekend. I mean, they they couldn't have foreseen this. In their eyes, it's two different audiences. All right, bro, you talking crazy? Two different audiences. No, technically, well, finish your point because I I'm, I think I have a count them. But go ahead. I, I, and, and wait, I know where you're gonna go too. Yeah, you know I'm gonna go. I know go where you're it. gonna go. You're gonna uh-huh. go with the whole nostalgia. And 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 both, I think both films could give you that, but I mean. In theory, adults aren't supposed to be racing to go see a Mario movie, a Mario animated movie. Not supposed see, to happen. Okay, so this is my counter. So you're technically at it. You said it's a movie for two different people. The thing is, this movie is actually for the same people. The same people who remember that time frame of the early 1980s with, with fondness, right? That's us. So we would enjoy Air. We also would enjoy Super Mario for the very same reason. So it's the same people, man. You know, they were kids when Super Mario came out and they were kids when Michael Jordan became, you know, the greatest player of all time. So that's why. And it's like they probably didn't see it coming from that standpoint. But, you know, I might, I'm probably going to go see Air, but not before I see Mario, Super Mario another time. Just gotta figure oh, I'm, definitely gonna, I'm definitely going to see Air. That's no. Yeah. No doubt about it. But you, but you don't go to the movies no more, man. So you don't, you're just I waiting until it comes with HBO Max? You just, that's what you're just waiting? I haven't been yet, man. I, and I feel a little bad about it. But uh, but yeah. Man. I think should be worth it. So yeah. I heard it. From what I've heard, it's a feel-good movie. Like uh, it's, it's like those how those 80 movies were, right? Uh, just a very simple, gets right to it. Uh, you know, we have a problem. And we solve it. Not like today where it's like, it's a red herring. The person who's helping you is actually the person that's going to stab you in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought we were friends. Nah, man. I heard it was a very good movie. And we well, know how it ends. So I, I like those movies. Yeah, we know we know the way. It, I guess, I guess the, the question is, 
how much did it cost to uh to make air mm-hmm. and then how much have they have they got back to, to see if, if it's, well, look, here's if a, it's well, a win I'll, or not so i'll look it up as i'm talking but i'm sure most of that budget went to you know viola davis viola davis and uh chris tucker you know what i'm saying Budget. Okay. All right. On a quick Google search, the budget was 70 to 90 million dollars. That's talent, man. That's all talent. So the first weekend, 33.6 million. Okay. So you figure they do a good promotional push, you know what I'm saying? Uh maybe do like an NBA run, you know what I mean? The cash they'll go on TNT. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Maybe have Jordan do a random talk about the movie and people will go check it out. Well, is Jordan involved like in the movie? So, yes and no. So, the, so the, when I listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, Ben Affleck was saying, you know, Jordan necessarily doesn't, it's not about, because it's not about Jordan, it's about Nike, right? And, and, and of course, it, the figures getting Michael Jordan on the, on their, on their roster. But they went to Jordan because, I mean, in effect, he's a large part of it and just kind of got his input. He actually is the one who asked for Viola Davis to play his mother. Right. I heard that. that. Yeah. 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 So, that, so that's how he got involved. And they just kind of just like ran it by him what they were trying to do just again because of, his, of who he but he's is. But he doesn't have like a production credit or. I, that I'm not sure. I don't think so. But I think he you know, just had obviously some, some influence on what can happen and what the movie can be about. So. That, they, that's they, the most I know about it. They asked for his uh, his blessing on some things. Mm-hmm. Is, is what it is. Yeah. Okay. So, so for the most part, I think it should be a pretty good movie. Ninety yeah. mil, man. I don't know. They may not make that back. They might. might uh, listen, I think they might make it back. They they just got to be more creative about the uh, promotion. Like I said, doing the playoffs, they just have to. Because this the thing is this: the Super Mario run ain't going nowhere. No no time zone. It's just not. People going, like I said, I'm definitely going to see it twice. I, I just got to figure out when. Uh, but it's a matter of, you know, if, if they they lean to the basketball thing, if they get Jordan to come out and say, hey, guys, go see air, people will go. They, I think they might break even. I don't know if they're gonna, it's going to be profitable, to your point. Isn't it too I, late now? I mean, it's been over a week now. Uh, again, I think the only thing that's working in the favor is, is the playoffs are coming up, and then Super Mario died down. But the they thing is, who knows? Who knows what next Marvel I movie mean, is coming out? Playoffs start next week. They're gonna start, you know, pushing the uh, whatever the summer blockbuster is, which is I'm sure is the Marvel movie. Oh yeah, it's the Guardians of Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That's yeah, May fifth. So yes, yeah. yeah, so they're probably done. So they, yeah. Uh, yeah, you might be right, dog. Oh well, I'll catch it on Amazon though. This should it should came with S. Hey, man, we would have told him. Absolutely. Wait a week. What are you doing? <laughs> like, yo, y'all should y'all should have got nah, this out a week. Early, a week wouldn't have done it either, man. Because Super Mario gonna be on top for a little bit. But no, uh, but I'm saying, but a, a week early, if nothing else, like a week earlier, they should have put this movie out. They should put the movie out. Or wait to the summer, one of the two. Nah, summer. You got summertime hits. Well, I, guess, mm, I mean, yeah. the same hit. Believe in yourself. Yeah, I guess, man. Speaking of summer, man, we talked about this before on the pod. Look, like how I did that, I'm pretty good at this podcast thing. Bigway uh, Rob. Got, got, a, <laughs> got a, the NASCAR race is coming to Chicago. They're doing a uh, kind of a city race. And so they're going to tear down. Tear down is the wrong word. They're going to block off a few streets. But her apparently the race is in the, at the beginning of July. 
They're going to start blocking off stuff at the beginning of June, bro. Yeah. So traffic downtown going to be nuts. A month. Yeah. So so if you are... Go ahead. No, go on, go on, go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, so if so if you're visiting Chicago in the su- in the month of June, be mindful. Traffic gonna be a little nuts around the most popular stuff, like AKA the Bean uh, coming downtown. Even if you live here, jump on that train because uh, you do not want to drive in this stuff, man. But I think I think the race is gonna be pretty dope. I know people. Some people don't like it. They don't think it's gonna be cool. But I think this I don't, NASCAR I don't understand race is gonna be pretty cool. What you mean? I don't understand that. Why why people don't think this is gonna be a, a... A good thing. Have you if you've ever seen like the F one races with uh Monaco? Yeah, or, this or, in the city. Yeah, yeah, it's right there, man. I I think this is cool. But you know, I think people just complain to be complaining. You know what I mean? I think I think that's what it is, dude. Just how uh just because it's gonna be something different, like the traffic is gonna it's going to like if we got the Olympics, people be like, Man, who watches the Olympics? Nobody, man. man don't bring don't bring up the Olympics, man. But I'm saying it's the same thing. If that if that would have come to Chicago, it's like you might if as that well that would have come leave. to Chicago. I would I would be a rich man right now. <laughs> but Didn't like happen, you, you just gotta leave, bro, because the city's just gonna be. Yeah, that's what my you know what my plan was for with with you know Chicago was trying to get the 2016 Olympics, mm-hmm. and you know we had the place right there where the the Olympic Stadium was gonna be. I was sure. gonna leave. I was gonna leave for the month because you're gonna make it have enough money to do so, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take off for a month and yeah. I still remember that bid. It was like, you know, everybody watching TV was like, okay, here we go. First city out, Chicago. Whoa, wait a minute. We just mortgaged our whole uh, pocket. Boom, 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 <laughs> this? Boom. It was like, yo, who flipped this they car? Were so, they were so arrogant, man, though. They, they, they flew in the Obamas and Oprah, mm, and mm. it was just arrogance. <laughs> so, and and, oh, and IOC was like, yeah, we'll show them. We'll show yeah, those first card out. Yeah, beat it. It's like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> but that would have been wild. I mean, just think about how different the city would be with the Olympics, man. That's something. Yeah, absolutely. That's something. That's something, man. Uh, but another thing is so speaking of Chicago, I'm killing the day with these segues, man. So we just elected our mayor, so mayor elect Brandon Johnson. And there was an article in the Chicago Tribune. You know, when you hear about Chicago, people think of a couple of things. The summer. And unfortunately, this gun violence that we have, um, like that's a big deal. And so the police superintendent that was in office when Mayor Lightfoot was there, you know, before the race was called, he's like, yeah, I'm out. Uh, y'all have fun with this because clearly I'm going to get fired. So, uh, yeah, they took all he, he handed he's that like, Listen, resignation yeah. before y'all can have this before it figured- was even a, before it was even a story. Cause he know what it is. He's like they gonna find somebody new, and plus they gonna get me. They throwing the blame my way anyway. So you know what? Have at it, people. Well, they all See they all said they were gonna fire in the in the debates. They all said he was gonna they were gonna fire him. Yeah, he's like, is this what you want? So my yeah. man left. So, uh, but yeah, so Chicago's faced according to this article in Chicago Tribune by Anthony Braga, the Chicago's facing a dual crisis: high rates of gun violence and police department lacking trust. From the community it serves, right? I mean, that's just something that we hear across the nation, right? People just don't trust the police anymore like they used to. And that's kind of what the article talks about. In 2020, this is according to the CDC, 61% of all gun homicide victims were black, despite black people representing only 12% of the population. That's 12, 12.5% of the population. But also, we have public sized homicides from police that have also killed a lot of black people, men and women. So, you know, the article intimates that 
there are two things at play that are usually operate in silos. If, if but if you address them together, you might be able to bring crime crime down and gun violence down. And that's uh, about how solutions that address not just the gun violence but also like community stuff, right? That the trust of the police and the violence itself. So, uh, a one one example they talked about was effective policing, right? And making you know CPD Chicago Police Department must view the Chicago must view the police as reliable. Um, you know when communities trust the police, people are more likely to call nine one one. According to the article, residents are more likely to cooperate cooperate with police investigations and violence reduction efforts are more successful. So when I read that, I was like, didn't Bunny say that in the wire, man? <laughs> I was like, didn't did, didn't he tell my man, hey? This might be a good cop. Got to got to go the streets. No, 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 the people. He said that. Am I? Am I lying? He said the very yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, it's okay. So I kept reading. So it talks about another thing. First, uh, proactive policing efforts can be a tool for reducing gun violence. Uh, but to work, they must have a narrow and strategic focus on select city blocks and individuals with a history of violence. Again, something they talked about in the wire, but it's like okay. Uh, no, so they talked about another uh, in Kansas City had a Kansas City gun experiment uh, and assigned officers to patrol a handful of the most dangerous blocks in the city with a specific target with a specific and targeted focus on reducing violence. Uh, the presence of more officers in a limited area helped deter violence and allow officers to develop relationships with residents. Uh, in the in this Kansas City case, the result was nearly fifty percent reduction in gun crimes. A strong community support for the new in initiative. Do you think something like that is possible in Chicago? You have to try it, I guess. Yeah, because I guess it's a catch twenty. I mean, you know, because you figure, because how? First, let me ask you this question: Like, how do you feel about the police? I, I'll, I'll say my piece, not to put you on the spot. Like, I'm not necessarily like a, you know, I hate all police. Right, because when something happened outside, you you ain't calling oh, the, yeah, your friends. Yeah. You calling the police. I, I, I gotta have some some type hey, of confidence. Hey, in hey, them. hey, man, y'all got to come over and deal with this. These people act stupid, stupid. Uh, when I see officers, right, I tell them, hey, y'all be safe, cause hey, you know what I'm saying. They, that's a that's a tough job, man. Y'all got yeah. people y'all want to go home to, and so and they're not the you know ho hopefully they're not the people that's abusing people in this video, but you know. You are you guys represent a a a a powerful group of people that have this like a great amount of power that some people abuse, you know. Yeah. But I do think, you know, this kind of stuff, just focusing on a dangerous neighborhood, that kind of makes sense to me, right? It's just like, hey, this is where, our, and we know where they are in Chicago. They know where they are in Chicago. Why not just make it a point they, to be don't there? Don't they try to do that right now? I feel like I hear that happen. And then it goes away. Because I'm going to tell you one time. I don't remember. This was a bunch of years ago. The G7 summit came here. Remember that? Yeah. I don't remember this is. It was like they had made every effort to make no violence. It was like no crimes for days. It was the yeah. craziest thing. I mean, they shut everything down. It was no shooting, no nothing. And I was like, y'all can't do that. Y'all can't figure this out uh, in perpetuity, you know what I'm saying? Or for the rest of the year? Now, granted, that was a concerted, a controlled and concerted effort, but it was like, hold on, man. Well, I thought so, they, they concentrated most of everything around the McCormick Place area. They did. But, to, but, 
but the, but the point I'm making is like, but also it was they wanted to show that Chicago could still be a safe city. That was a big thing. Like, right, you, right, they right. want to make sure that area was safe for the people that was traveling here. But also, it wasn't going to be like, well, y'all safe here, but up on 87th Street or on the west side, they shooting up like crazy. It was like it was no crime nowhere uh, for those few days. And, I, and if I'm not mistaken, they like there were no off days for any police officers. No, nah, every, everybody was working. Everybody so, was humping. With that, I don't think you can't you can't do that. You know, at all no, times. Yeah, you can't keep that up, man. You can't, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you would think that they would, you know, but but also having a a concerted police activity in one area doesn't necessarily prevent things from happening, right? Because mm-hmm. it's it's still a reactionary thing, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I think the the best case, and I, I talked to a. a retired police officer about this. I was I was at the driving range one day and, and got to talking to a guy that was uh hidden next to me, uh retired cop and he, you know, he gave me the you you see, you see, young man, <laughs> the problem with these these police officers today is they don't, you know, they they don't know the people that they're um that that they're protected out there. Every time you try you 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 see a uh officer in a squad car, what's he doing? He's on the mm-hmm. cell phone, mm-hmm. you know, instead of actually walking the beat and, and, you know, talking to the people that are, that are out on the street, you know? And so that's, I think that's a, that's a, 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 a huge part of the issue. Um, Now my question is, are they going to have a, uh, did they put the new Amsterdam in there? No, well, that's not in the article, but we'll, that's not we'll, that's not that's but, not but there? It's, it's some more wire stuff in here. Oh, okay. So go on, go on. I'm sorry. they talk I'm about sorry. uh again, if, if you if you haven't watched the wire, sorry, no, this doesn't make sense. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we killing if you did watch the wire, y'all y'all loving it. Uh, so another thing, of proactive policing talks about it should be community centered. That means working with community leaders and individuals with lived experience of gun violence to design solutions that address the social and physical factors. That allow violence to uh, to persist. So they put an example of like streetlights that uh, encourage illicit illicit activity and just correcting things like that, like making sure the streetlights are fixed. Like that yeah. sounds very simple, but doing it in New York. Uh, so in my in like a psychology class, they brought up an article this this story about uh, New York graffiti and how they got rid of it. You know, think of the old videos of like New York. Uh, they show old hip hop. New York could say, yeah. Nick the time those. And they look, they show the train. It's it's tatted up like crazy. Oh, yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, I remember the, the. So what they did was, it was like no matter how long it take, every day that somebody put new graffiti, they cleaned it off. Put it back the next night, next day, clean it off. And I mean, they did that for days. Just kept doing to the to the point. It was like, all right, we'll just clearly the city gonna take it down. Just start doing something else. Like it just became like no matter what, this is what we are going to do and clean it up. And so now, you know, that's not really a big so thing. It's who who's who's gonna blink first? Right, exactly. And, and the city's like, well, we just gonna keep doing this to y'all stop. Y'all ain't got that much paint. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We gonna and it and it and it seemed to work. But I but this is something that you know people have said a lot. And you know, we talk about we hear the term defund the police. And I think defund the police is just an aggressive term. All it means is this the kind of stuff we're talking about instead of right like it mean it just really means some of the money that you're sending to just fund police stuff could go to some of this community stuff right fixing the street lights 
uh, just working with these community organizations that are already in the street. Like every, you know, additional funding doesn't have to be always just for police and gun strength. Some of it can also go to these community services. So defund the police isn't a great term or as an advertising ad. It could have picked it's a million awful, different ways to say term. this because because it just it it creates a trigger reaction. And some people might think, well, that's the point. Because like you're it's completely missing what this statement really means. It's like there's other ways to spend this money outside right. of just because the police. You got to spend it on the police. That's that's just stupid. <laughs> we create the system where the police are necessary, but you know, when they, I can't remember the number. If it was a hundred million or remember a billion of that 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 center that they were building over, was it ninety billion or ninety million? I feel like it was ninety billion. Like Wait, anyway, center was... it was some training center they were going to build up for the police officers. Oh, they did that. They did it right. It was like ninety. Was it ninety billion or ninety, no, 90 million? Million, million? That's why I thought it was like ninety billion. I was like, that's a lot yeah. of money. But even still. Let's take that for example. Ninety million. Say they only they they instead of ninety million, it was sixty million. So they think they can't have a state of the art training center. You know what I'm saying? And thirty and thirty goes to street lights or community organizations. Go ahead, Ed. So those construction budgets, man, can get a little get a little hefty. I mean, I'm with you, but you see the point I'm making, though, right? You like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, that's that's the, and I think that's where people get lost with defund the police. And even though he's our mayor. That was the that was the big opposition they had for Brandon Johns because he was like, I want to defund the police. And it's like this this you, you, the point you're trying to make is getting lost in this particular term. Um, but now back back to the wire, last point. So it says devoting additional resources to investigating gun crimes can spark a virtuous cycle that helps get illegal guns off the street. Guess what term they use is clearance rate. And I was like, the That's wire the, yeah, yeah. literally showed us how to get rid of crime. Okay. <laughs> so uh the clearance rate, the rate at which police departments solve homicides, has increased in recent years, yet half of all homicides still go unsolved, consistent with the national rate. And say low clearance rates, remember, get that gotta get that clearance rate up. Low clearance rate are detrimental to reducing Don't gun violence. Don't put those reds in my column. Exactly. Because they make it less likely that people committing gun crimes will be held accountable. And, and the whole point is just like, hey, if you're, the clearance rates are low, that means the people who are doing the shooting are getting away with it. And the, and the community knows this, right? They see it. So it has to be like, y'all have to solve these crimes. So again, the defunding just means putting these funds in different places, even if it's like, okay, how, what, what resources can help them solve these actual crimes? And people go, oh man, they got so-and-so for so, you know, for said crime. He or she is now in jail forever. But if that person is back on the street and they feel like the, the city ain't got time to, to find me, guess what? Rat, tat, rat, tat, 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 tat. And so we have the same problem. So, Moral of the story is people at the wire uh, pretty much should run for uh, president or governor or mayor because they laid out a great plan for all, for all of everything we need to know about gun violence. The wire taught us. But if you want to check out this article, it was in the Chicago Tribune. Anthony Brock, I thought it was a great article, but truly just, I mean, about this, you know, there has to be something changing, right? Not just in Chicago and all cities. Um, because this gun violence is kicking up. You know, we saw the story about the people in Louisville, right, getting shot at the bank. What's yeah. crazy, the mayor, now mayor, when he was a candidate a year ago, somebody came to his uh, his campaign office, shot at him five times, missed him. 
And he was, he, you know, he, they shot at him. He turned around, there's five bullet holes in the wall behind him. And he was like, I'm blessed. I'm going home to see my family. We're going to resume this in a couple of days. And it's like, so it's like, you know, he, he witnessed it firsthand. So that's why he was just more on the scene about that kind of stuff. And of course, uh, the shooting in Nashville, the, what, a couple of weeks ago? That, again, we, yeah. we called it as people were going to stop yeah. talking about. Yeah. But gun violence is something that we're all dealing with and that we're all seeing. So we we have to figure out something. And, you know, we have to demand, we have to demand more work of the people that we elect into these offices, mayors, you know, uh, DAs, just all these folks to think of different solutions. It just can't be that doesn't work in this article talking about it. And I've always believed is it's never just like, I think people treat it like it's got to be a civil bullet. If we solve this one thing, we'll be fine. There's so, there's so many, so many, it's so many variables. And, Absolutely. And I mean, this is, this is something that, you know, it has taken us 70 years. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Maybe, most... maybe more. Yeah, to get to where we are now, and it's not there. There is no, you know, quick fix to this. This is trying to think. What what was the time in Chicago where it was? It it didn't feel like that. It was all that like, you know, threatening with gun violence. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely been an uptick. You know, people people talk about how 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 great the good old days were. Mm, It's all the same. Look at the statistics. They they were worse. Yeah. In years past, you know, yeah. um, so I don't, I don't know when that that time was, you know. Yeah, yeah, and maybe to your point, right? It's Look just at the like, numbers in the nineties and in the eighties. The man, worked, homicide yeah. rates were they, it was high. So, uh, so yeah, there, there, there is no quick fix to this, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, you know, it has to do with. Uh, uh, economic issues and housing issues. Um, you know, it all gets us to where, you know, where we are now, um, when it, when it comes to crime. So, yeah, I don't, I, you know, people, you know, it's funny to me how, you know, all the candidates when they, you know, stomp, uh, you know, know, stomping and, you know, trying to, trying to get the vote out and everything, they try to give their, you know, you know, their, their solutions, but I don't. It, 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 there is no quick solution. No one's going to do this in in one term as mayor. It's it's, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like that. That's why this police superintendent is so important, especially for Chicago. Because, like, as the mayor, if we're keeping it a buck, you're just aware of this happening, but you're not actively working at it because you're trying to build the economy over here and do this over here. Do this over. Right. But it's like whose job is to look at this every day. That's the police superintendent, you know. So that's why that person is very important. So well, what yeah. really happened? They 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 lost sight of what was going on in the communities and put too much focus, I think, on 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 the downtown areas, and that's where a lot of a lot of the problems have stemmed from. My yeah. opinion. That's your opinion. Well, hopefully they read this, and seems like hopefully they rewatch the wire. Uh, a lot of that stuff they were doing. New Amsterdam. Hey, just saying, man. Just saying. Man. Jeez, stop it. That's so on, a light, on a lighter note, man. So so as I read this article in the Wall Street Journal, so I'm curious, man. Yeah. When you when you meet people for the first time, let, well, let me ask, what what do you usually ask people when you meet them? You know? Well, uh where are you from? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, those those types of questions. Of, I, co- 
Oh, go on, go on, go on. I know. But but of course, but the main question that most people ask is, what do you do? And this article I read in the Wall Street Journal by Rachel Feinzeig is stop telling everybody what you do for a living, right? And I, and I thought this was a very interesting article because, you know, I'm in a lot of spaces where you, you network and meeting people. And that's kind of the first thing you talk about is what, what do you do as if that defines you. But that's just a natural question. to like, And what do you do? What do you work? Same question. I hate that question. It's a, and you I don't, know, and, I, and yeah. I, don't, I was going to say, I don't use that question. You know, if yeah. I get asked, okay, yeah, I'll give it. But I don't, you know, if, if I'm talking, I'm not going to be the one to ask that question to someone else. So in the article, we talked about something I actually do. This guy, he doesn't give his title. He just gives like his industry. That's what I do. Uh, even if, if even if I say my company, I go, I work X company in this department, right? Just because it's like, I'm never trying to be like, I know people who, I know people who go, I'm the da-da-da, the doo-doo-doo at right, some company. Right, right. You're like, does that even matter? Because here's the thing, too, as we know, a lot of times these these titles don't be meaning nothing. And, you know, we it's like, oh, so you're the third guy on the run. You just you just take the notes at the meetings. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Um, but, you yeah, know, it's important, like, important job, by the way. Right, right, right. But now, but it's like, are we defined by work? And that's kind of what this, the article was getting to. You, you have to look at what defines you like, you know, the question, the question, you know, what do you do? It can be a shallow question because your job is just part of what you do. It actually funds your life. It funds the life you're trying to lead. Right. Yeah. So it's not even in some instances, the main part of your day. And then check this out is think about how many people change, how many times we change jobs. So like, should that be the one thing if you if you're gonna meet this person and you see them in three years that that's the one thing they remember remember of you or do they remember something that is always going to be you every time they meet you and run right. into you man right. uh, so again the article has kind of talked about like how people end up lying about their jobs anyway uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, and, and one guy said, one guy mentioned he doesn't even he said something funny like there are times people ask me what I do I say I'm a janitor. I, and then with a straight face, I'm I'm a janitor. Yeah, yeah I know I dress well. Uh, and the people laugh, and it's just like I never I never say it because it's like, hey man, because it doesn't matter. I might not be working there in a year, or maybe I don't like my job. Who cares? Uh, but then they gave some sample questions like, what brings you joy? What fills your time? Now I think those are weird questions to ask somebody you just met. Yeah, so hey, first, hey, yeah. I'm Rob. What fills your time? Huh, weirdo? Just tell me what yeah. you do. <laughs> Now, now I will say the question fits for certain situations, right? Like if you're trying to get a job somewhere, you're trying to network, you, you, like you, you're networking for work. You can't tell people, yeah, yeah, I know I'm here for the jip for work, but what fills your time? No, no, I'm the da da da, do 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 do, third in line. My my title works here, but I think there was a very um, good article uh, just about really being mindful of who you are, not necessarily what you do. And I think so many people, I know I fell into this uh, when I was in sales for sure, because I was good at it. I made a nice amount of money. I was doing some pretty cool stuff that defined who I was. And so I was proud to say I was robbed of, I guess I could say it because it don't exist no more, of Vibe Magazine, because it meant something. But then, you know, as I live life, those titles don't really mean nothing. I, I, I'd more rather be proud of being Rob, you know, 
Chipmunk's dad, a good son, you know what I'm saying? Like things like that. Um, that that will last and that will make sense. And I think yeah. just as we meet meet people, because a lot of times too, when we ask that what do you do question, most people are trying to see what they can get out of you. Like who do you know? Right. Right. If, when you're the whatever, oh, you can help me with right. XYZ. So you're really not trying to meet me to meet me. You're trying to see what you can get out of me. And, and that's again, my that's my problem with the with the question. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's I mean and it just depends now again if you write out at a work event or a networking event with it, then that's the that's the point. But if you just at your friend's barbecue, you know what I'm saying, you just showing it to you that's is that really an appropriate question at the particular cause cause here's the thing is you're gonna get to it, right? You're gonna get to that. Uh what do you do? Like it, it, you just are. But I'd rather you ask me what what do I do once I feel like you cool, we cracking up, yeah, you know, it's gotta go big. And then, because guess what? Then you, t- I tell you what, what you do. Oh man, I do this. I'm more willing to help you or you know share stuff with you because I actually like you as a person, and it's trying to take advantage of who I am or what I'm trying to do. So I agree with that. That's that, man. A couple more things, as we get out of here, you know, try to make you guys feel old and listen to the pod. One of the greatest albums, R&B albums ever released, uh, Carl Thomas Emotional, was released 23 years ago around this time, man, with the uh, world-famous song, I Wish. Yo, I saw, man, I can't take, can't, can't, oh, come on, Rob, can't take credit for this, but it was like, everybody knows about the song, I Wish. He was dating a woman that was married, and in the video, she had a baby, a little kid, and a husband, and the meme was like... Now, how does she have a baby, a little kid, and a husband, and had time to make Carl Thomas feel this way? This woman was cold. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I, I remember when I remember when I Wish came out, and side of Shizzy, shot Player Radio was our radio show in Williams College, and we played that thing just on repeat. When I was at home in Chicago, they just played that over and because he was from Aurora, so they played that song over and over and over and over and over again, and then they dropped emotional that see that's that's one of those last songs that with, with cash was real like you know singing in the rain with no shoes on and just reaching for something that wasn't there you know what i'm saying and, and that's that slow motion singing and guess what y'all don't know this as we talk about the bears we talk about sports as in his heart of hearts wants to be an r&b singer like you guys you guys you funny guy <laughs> you guys <laughs> and i'm so not lying he knows i'm telling the truth if he could pick anything, he'd be an R&B singer. Am I lying? I know I'm right. I mean, I, I like to sing sometimes. <laughs> by myself. In the shower, singing emotional uh, to, to, to the top, man. You'll never catch me outdoors saying, singing, you know, but uh, in the house by myself, yeah. I, I can, I can, I can, I have a, a bit of a melodious voice, yeah. Sure, sure. In my opinion. But- in your opinion, well, I got so, I got time out. I got a question though. You guys, yeah. I thought Shot Player Radio was a hip hop show. Uh, sort of. So it was like your commercial uh radio show. So because I just you know we had a lot of girls listening to stuff too. So it was like we didn't want to plug go too deep in the hip hop bag because they was gonna turn it off. So we would play like you know Carl Thomas if it came out the stuff that was current when we that when you went because you know we was in the middle of nowhere. So yes. we would play the stuff that was current in Chicago, New York, you know, DC, whatever, and then 
throw some hip hop here and there. Now we did do we did a guest star show for somebody else. It was like we hosted us help somebody host them out, and we went deep in the hip hop bag. D was just like finding all kind of Wu Tang mob. D I was like, "What is this record, bro?" So we gotta get back to my uh, commercial R and B. Uh, I will <laughs> say I was I show. was really I was really jealous um, of you guys. Our guy, guy uh, Marshall was mm. at Northwestern and he had a radio show at Northwestern. Yeah. You couldn't do that at Hampton. Yeah, I figured they'd hate y'all. They'd be hating on your show real bad. You like, know what I mean? You couldn't like, do, no, you had you had to uh actually take classes and we then, did too. We did too. And, and then uh I don't think Marshall took a radio class. And he had a <laughs> he had an entire sh- uh uh hip hop show mm-hmm. on Saturday nights. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. I was, uh, as a freshman yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, we were juniors, and yeah. our, our our show was Thursday nights. Yeah, Thursday you had, night at you had to be the best. 10. You had to be the best of the best, right? Not not saying that you guys weren't, but you had to be the best. There was there was a line to to get some type of radio. So I it, I don't even know if there was a uh, uh, a student a, a real student radio show on our campus. I mean, cause 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 y'all use the regular the, the regular radio, right? Well, we had we had our own no we had our own campus radio station okay but I mean it was damn near pros that were wow that were man in the station you know no nah, it was just us we took our, yeah. take our CDs so when I but when it, I when I got to see you guys I was like wow I was really impressed by you guys yeah man it's like that, we, was, that wouldn't happen in Hampton yeah well, we had a little promotional campaign going well uh, D was sending some wild email uh saying his his tagline was. Was it rub your nipples? Show your nipples? It was crazy. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Word, yeah. word, <laughs> word. Uh, he may, he may not want that coming out now. <laughs> it's it's out there now. <laughs> I'm gonna burn the people up, stab. Uh, but yeah, man. But now, but now, we played Carl Thomas. Um, I wish that was a big hit. Uh, but on that album, man, Summer Rain emotional um you know again just some really really big songs so you know 23 years man that song came out that album came out april of 2020 april of 2000 that's a bad boy album right yeah it was he was on bad boy so i think if i remember correctly carl thomas was featured on the been around the world remix it was i've been around i've been and it was like oh who's this cat singing jamming and then I wish dropped and it was like, yo, that he is was that Carl Thomas on uh on Biggie and Two Shorts, uh The World is Field? Yeah, that's Carl that's Thomas. Carl Thomas. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, that's yeah. how that's how that bad boy do. They 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 sprinkle you in there here and there, they get their voice, people get used to you, and then boom, you come out with a banger. And what's crazy is I think people probably remember I Wish for Jay-Z song. And I wish I never met her at all. It gets better. <laughs> but what's crazy, yes. shout out to the shout out to the DJs. When that part came on, they would play like a few seconds of I Wish and then get right back to the joint. That's when DJs was really DJing. Doom, doom, man, he, shout out to B-Man. Yeah, I, I, shout out to B-Man. But I know I, last few times I went out to a place where a DJ was involved, it'd be like, this guy's trash. <laughs> this, this guy's trash. Yeah, but Carl Thomas, man, 23 years old. So make sure you guys check it out. So, Ez, man, I missed anything today? 
No, I think you covered everything you wanted, man. That's cool, awesome. Cool, 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 cool. Well, thank you guys for checking out the SDP. We do not take your listens lightly. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, S-U-P-A, D-U-P-A, P-O-D. Oh, before I forget, tomorrow's my mother's birthday, and I love her dearly. Happy I birthday. Pro- I'll probably awesome. put up some, some Instagram posts, but I love that lady dearly, man. She's 80 years old, which is wild, uh, and just thankful because a lot of people, you know, they don't have their mother. Um, and my mother, thankfully, you know, the, and it's, it's God's grace, man, that she got to 80 years and she's doing well and still uh, cracking jokes on us uh, regularly. So, you know, my mom has been on the pod. If you're new to the pod, check that out. I think it was a Mother's Day episode. Uh, a couple of last, it was last year? Last year, two, yeah. Two years ago. Two, two years ago. Years ago. Yeah. But I, I still think it's, it's still one of the funniest That's episodes. That's crazy. It's been two years. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, you know, but, but mama, I love you. Uh, so make sure you check us out. S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D uh, on Instagram, online at hp53productions.com for our merch. So God bless you guys. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourselves and each other. Hey, mama, happy birthday. This is the Super Duper Podcast. On this campaign is a suicide if you know that bringing hope here is how careers die or do the case stand for kamikaze for jay silent it's everywhere you can feel them falling sure lately i've been up late with what? demons in my basement trying to get me to hate this what? life thinking i should be further and then i choke up as soon as i got silent then the truth spoke up this said how you know you ain't perfect let that soak up and soak in you know how you know that you're blessed i woke up